You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It's our first executive lounge of the year, and what better way to kick it off than with the co-founder of Luxity, a company that specializes in luxury all over the world, and that co-founder's name is Michael Zaharev, uh, and he's joining me on the line uh, to discuss uh, what he does and how he built the business and what he does for fun. Good evening, Michael. Thanks so much for taking the time. Let's start with Luxity. What is the business, and how did you build the business, and how did it come about, and just talk us through that. Perfect, and great to be here, especially as the first interview of 2024. Looking forward to a great year. But yeah, diving right into Luxity, uh, some of your listeners may have heard previously, we've been on a couple of the shows, but Luxity is uh, South Africa's largest pre-owned luxury reseller. So what that means in practical terms is we buy and sell uh, luxury goods from fashion, watches, apparel, and jewelry from some of the world's most coveted brands like Louis Vuitton, Rolex, um, Chanel, Cartier, etc. Uh, so we essentially uh, started off as an online business about seven to eight years ago. And over the time, we have grown to have four retail stores, uh, one in each of the major cities. So that's uh, Johannesburg in Sandton City, Pretoria. Uh, Gateway in Durban and in VNA Waterfront. Uh, so we're an omni-channel retailer, meaning we can uh, service you in-store, online, over social media, whatever your preference is. And we bring a pre-owned luxury to South Africa. How did you get into that business, Michael? At what point did you decide this is the kind of setup I want to build or this is the market or the niche that I've identified? What was the thought process uh, there? I mean, you've been in South Africa uh, basically your whole life. Um, when did you look at, at the South African market and say there's an area of opportunity? Yeah, so it's quite an interesting story. I mean, we're not, you know, I don't start off as a fashionista or someone who was particularly interested in luxury goods or came from a background of luxury goods. So what actually happened was I was running another company called uh, Be Online, uh, which was an online marketing agency, which my co-founder and I, uh, Luke Collett, were running at the time. And we had a friend who was uh, very wealthy come to us and she was leaving the country and she wanted to sell her luxury goods. But she was really, you know, skeptical of the classified. She didn't want strangers coming to her house. Uh, She didn't want to, you know, deal with the risks involved with that. And also people that did maybe want to buy her goods were worried about the authenticity of her goods. You know, how do we know it's real? How do we trust you uh, from, from the seller's point of view? So she came to us with this problem and, you know, we were playing around with a bunch of startup ideas and we thought, you know, what if we just made a really nice website for you? We put it out there. We, you know, made it as a brand, made it seem very professional and tried to solve this trust issue that existed, you know, the trust issue that existed when you're dealing with classifieds, as well as, you know, ensuring that the items are authentic and trying to, you know, solve for that trust issue there. So we took her items and there was just her items in the beginning. I think it was about 20 or 40 items, a very small batch of items, created this website and we put it online and we thought, you know, it will be great if our items sell. Let's see what happens. And we really discovered this niche demand, uh, which was much bigger than we could have ever imagined. I mean, you know, not coming from the luxury industry, you really, you know, at the time we were thinking, how many people in South Africa can there be that want to pay 20,000 rand 
for a second-hand handbag. I mean, it must just be a handful. And to our surprise at the time, it was much larger than a handful. And in fact, the numbers that people were willing to pay were much larger than even 20,000 rand. So that was kind of the founding story. And from there, many people started submitting to us and saying, oh, can you sell my goods as well? Uh, So we started developing this marketplace that once her 20 items were finished, we had a whole stream of other uh, you know, ladies, mostly ladies at the time coming to us and saying, you know, can you sell my handbags as well? Can you, you know, et cetera. Are you doing other categories? Originally, we were just doing handbags and then later on started with shoes, accessories, then watches and jewelry. That's quite an interesting way to solve someone's problem. <laughs> uh, Michael, let's take a look at uh, some of the other businesses because you alluded to this earlier, but um, I had a quick quiz at your LinkedIn profile and this isn't the first uh, time you've built uh, a business or this isn't your first business venture. Uh, you have mentioned that you're somewhat of a serial entrepreneur. What other businesses have you built and which one did you enjoy building the most? Yeah, sure. So I think, uh, well, I mean, I don't know what classifies you as a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) I've always actually wondered that question, but I suppose I have had my fair share of businesses. And what's quite interesting is, you know, a lot of the time, you know, for a long time, we, we ha- you have that uh, that effect where you're not really sure if you're even an entrepreneur or you're a businessman. And when I began, I think it was very much like that. You know, the first business I started, which was the digital agency, which I started with my co-founder, we were both waiters at the time and we were studying. Uh, I studied actuarial science at UCT. And, you know, we were spending a lot of time uh, being waiters, you know, uh, after hours. And we kind of thought about it and we said, we're not making that much money doing this. I think it was maybe five or 6,000 Rand or whatever it was at the time. Uh, We're putting quite a lot of hours into it. So surely as, you know, two intelligent enough people, uh, we can spend this much time doing something else that's going to bring us, uh, you know, five or 6,000 Rand. And at the time, I remember we just sat down and said, you know, what do people need now? Well, every business wants to get into social media. So let's, and we're young, so we must know something about social media. So let's just start a social media agency. And that's kind of how Be Online was formed, is just this idea of how do we make a small amount of income, you know, as freelancers, essentially. And by the time we, you know, started doing that, we said, oh, well, now we need a website. So we learned how to build a website. We built a website for our social media services. And then we thought it looked a bit sad that we only did social media. So we thought, uh, what else can we add on here? And we said, well, we just built a website. So I guess we can do a website. So we just wrote website there. And that essentially was the beginnings of our, um, you know, digital agency, uh, you know, and it, it was really, I think, what people sometimes overestimate or think they need this big idea or this big ambition. But I think a lot of great businesses start with like a very small ambition and you work up from there. So I remember earlier in, in the early days when we were growing, like, you know, it was so exciting when we got our first staff member. And then when we got our office and our second staff member or like moved from a shared office to a full office, those are the like little steps that sometimes if you're dreaming too big in the beginning, you know, you can never get there because you're not valuing or working towards the little steps. So I think that's a very valuable kind of lesson we learned. And like I told you with the Luxity story, you know, it started very small and almost silly in a way. It was never supposed to become this big, you know, company or in our minds that wasn't really our initial dream. But we had a small dream and then a 
growth on that and it grew from there. So I think, uh, you know, that's probably one of the takeaways that I've really learned in business for me that works is have little goals that you achieve over time rather than dreaming too big and not really knowing how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And to answer your question regarding what my favorite one is, I think it's difficult to say uh, which is your favorite with, besides by choosing the most successful one. So for me, it would be Luxity. It's the one right now I spend the most time on. It's the largest one of my companies. But I mean, they've, they've, it comes and it goes. I think every business has its moments of frustration and its moments of excitement. So, you know, in, in that regard, it's, it's, not a, it's not a pendulum where you can say, oh, once it, one's your favorite, it will always be your favorite. It comes and goes. Next week, I might hate it because something's going wrong. You, you know how it is. <laughs> uh, well, for now, Lexity will be the favorite. Uh, Michael, what is the most valuable thing you've sold? The most valuable? I think we, well, I know we've sold a Rolex at 500,000 Rand. But in terms of handbags, we've sold a Birkin handbag for 280,000 Rand. And at the time, it was quite uh, well publicized because it sold within seven minutes and it was at the height of COVID. So uh, in terms of handbags, 280,000 Rand would be uh, the most expensive item. That's quite impressive. So what what do you do then in your free time when you're not selling expensive luxury items? I like to uh, go to the gym. You know, your regular entrepreneur things, go to the gym, walk my dog, uh, cook and travel, I guess. Those answers seem a little bit uh, too obvious, but yeah, that that is quite how it is. Sometimes it's the simple things in life that make the most sense, Michael. Don't worry about it. Um, Michael, what many of our listeners don't know is that, uh, or some might have picked it up uh, based on your surname, uh, is that you are Bulgarian. I know you've been living in South Africa for uh, most of your life, but would you ever consider uh, a trip to Bulgaria? And if that is uh, something that you would do fairly often, is it something that is on the cards in the near future? Well, as I mentioned, I definitely like to travel. So have been to Bulgaria, uh, like to go uh, by summer in Europe as often as possible. So definitely from a travel perspective, uh, you know, Europe, anywhere in the world really is on the cards. But I think from a business perspective, you know, I'm all in in on South Africa, Um, sometimes maybe blindly all in, but I I'm very confident in South Africa. I think every country has its issues. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm in South Africa to begin with is because my parents were running away from Bulgaria at the time, Mm. you know, from Europe, essentially, at the time. And I think when you look at countries over a 20-year or 30-year uh, you know, time span, it's very difficult for anyone to predict how it's going to go. Um, you know, it might be looking poor now, but you, you never know what's going to happen in 20 or 30 years. So it, it's, you know, and, and that's what I look at when I think, you know, my parents ran away from Europe 20 or 30 years ago. Now, many of my friends are running towards Europe. Who knows how it's going to be in 10 years? So f- from that perspective, I think, you know, I try and keep it out of mind as far as possible uh, and keep positive on what I can control in, in the local economy and in the country and find the opportunity here. There's always opportunity in South Africa and we'll leave it at that. Thanks so much, uh, Michael. That's Michael Zahariev, who is the founder or co-founder of Alexity, uh, giving us a sense of how he built that business, some of the other businesses he's built and where what he enjoys doing in his downtime. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m.
For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.